The Boiled Sports Basketball Beat is sponsored by both Martin Vintage and AJ's. Visit martinvintage.com for an excellent selection of Purdue t-shirts. Enter Boiled at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. And if you're hungry, head on over to AJ's on Vine Street in West Lafayette. Founded by a couple of Purdue alums, you'll love their new location, burgers, beer selection, and sit-down, classy atmosphere. Thanks to Martin Vintage and AJ's for their ongoing support. Welcome to the Boiled Sports Basketball Beat, the only basketball beat. That's the same. That's it. That's, that's the whole it. That's, 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 the, that's all I we got. It. The only basketball beat. My name is Anish. Uh, alongside, across the way, through the interwebs, the series of tubes that is the interwebs. I'm in the future. Is Boiler Dad the only Boiler Dad? Yeah, it's uh, it's always sad when when uh, when. Michael and Jay are available. So today, yeah, I said that right. Today you've got the A team. That's it. This is it. Yeah. Best of the basketball beat combined with the best of the handsome hour combined a super force to give enjoyment to the seven or eight listeners we've got. Exactly. It's like chocolate ice cream and sriracha. Oh. Wait wait a minute. Would I be the chocolate ice cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah you were the chocolate ice okay. cream. That would, you didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you? You didn't see it. Well, uh, right now it's we're in. It's been a while, the, hasn't it? It has been a while, and and the funny thing is, like once or twice a week, it's not like people are, you know, we've had it where we, I think you feel it, and we felt it where, like, there's a clamoring. People really want to hear a podcast. It's not a clamoring right now, but I would say once. To four times a week, we'll get a tweet. Hey, is there going to be a podcast? Well, like and and like after the IU... Angry. People are just kind of like... Eh. So after the IU game was when uh, people were really like, hey, it's time. You know, Purdue's yeah. finally on. Um, you know, three... I think we recorded a podcast. Um, and then Purdue went... I think right before the Wisconsin game. Then Purdue went four and one. And that would have been the time if yeah. we were masters of content. However, right. life yeah. was a little bit uh, in the way. And then they went on this three-game losing streak. And all of a sudden, during the three-game losing streak, our lives were busy enough. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but like... It's kind of... Let's compare Let's compare something to... Uh, I'll give you guys out there old man terms. Anish isn't at this level yet, I don't think. But... At 44, here, I'll tell you something. So, like, I, I really do see the value of working out. I see it's important. You absolutely got to do it. I enjoy it, honestly. But, but when I have other stuff, mm. working out moves down that level. That you, you know, got, listen, you got to, you got to, you've got three projects you're working on. You've got to clean the toilet. Right. Right. You've got, you know, you've, yeah. you've got to fold the clothes. For you, you, don't didn't you tell me you wipe your dog's feet sometimes? Yes. See, I, yeah, among other places. Other places, exactly. These are the, the glamorous moments of dog ownership that yeah. nobody tells you about when you nobody adopt a curly-haired dog. These are things that nobody says. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, I've never—I don't think your dog has ever barked during a podcast. I've never heard that. He he usually barks when when the wife comes into the house. Uh-huh. And I am recording, um, 
and I am usually pretty quick on the mute button. The mute button. That's you're good. just trying to compliment my mute trigger skills. It's very, very good. I, I you know, you're better Thanks. than many professionals. I, I've actually, I, you know, listen to talk radio, and and I, there are many nationwide, you know, national hosts that say they're always too slow on their own cough or mute button. You know, <laughs> so uh, there's a skill there. I, I, you know, the fam- my favorite cough button is when it's mid cough, and all of a sudden it goes quiet. <laughs> It's like, just leave the call in, guys. <laughs> exactly. You didn't do it. Uh, uh, so, the, for, so w- w- which Purdue is the real one? The four and one Purdue that beat Wisconsin, that snuck the win against Northwestern, and um, that went to Assembly Hall and destroyed um, Bob Knight's miraculous return? Right. Or the three straight losses against pretty decent teams, two on the road? I would argue the the one that beat Northwestern is the same team we're seeing now. That's <laughs> interesting. Yep. So that was a that was a really bad team for you know what, thirty seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, and then that, and then, that uh, was so pivotal. That was such an interesting. I think if Purdue, we we can keep saying things like this, but if Purdue goes to the tournament, that last three minutes, that comeback are 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 the swing of the season. They're absolutely important. Yeah. Had to be. I mean, the the loss to Nebraska. I I keep saying that's that's the big blemish on the on the resume. Obviously, that's right? Really the, I mean, you brought up the point. That's kind of the only that's blemish. It. That's it. Because I've I've been I've gone back and tried to find others. Like I thought, okay, Texas is pretty bad. No, Texas. I was gonna say, was gonna like say Texas really? might be the yeah. Texas might be the the other bad loss. But I think every all of the other losses, at least looking at Ken Palm, Ken Palm right now, are top yeah. thirty teams. Well. So here, let's let's. That's a good segue. Let's 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 look at what's happening right now with but, computers. But you know, but you know what sucks is rationalizing losses. You know what I oh, mean? It's, it's just it's like, worst. and and this is not a fun. I mean, we'll be. Able, let's let's drop a truth bomb on everybody. This just isn't fun. This it's not it's not as fun as last year, and it's not fun. Not as fun as last year. Is it's even not. Funny? Like it's not fun. It's not fun when, in your mind, like Michael said on the group chat, like you can't. You maybe once a week it pops into your mind. Carson Edwards would be easily the best player in college basketball yeah, right he, now, he, and he, Purdue be a national title favorite. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. timing. This is what I'm saying. It's like luck has everything has just as much to do with it because Purdue's miracle run happened at the time when there were all of these miracle teams rising um, right. and all of them happened to be shooting a historic level uh, from three pointers, right? You know, from yeah. the three point range, especially in what was it? The East division um, or the East bracket. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we had, I think three of the four, I think it was, um, or maybe four of the five best three point shooting teams. Auburn was the only other yeah. one that was, yeah. that was just lights out. All of them, appeared in that bracket and Purdue just kind of ran out and it's just like, man, if that just, if Carson Edwards was just a year younger, you know what I mean? It's like, well, it's that's a the, weird thing. if Carson Edwards was a year younger and Klein would have been redshirted, right? I mean, both those things would change things, but here's the thing about Klein and, and he's, he's, he's not a guy that created his own, his own shot. He was the excellent second or third option because Carson was going to get the, was going to get all the, all the, attention um the problem that purdue has right now is the guys who get the number one attention you can get you can give them the number one attention get a hand in their face sag off even right if they're if you're telling it's not their night i mean 
There's a hilarious thing that happened a, uh, a week ago. I think it's hilarious, and I'm not sure how to. I mean, we we do our best to not say anything that is damning about players, surely, on Twitter, because we know there's some responsibility there. The players see, there are parents that see, and we get reminded about this pretty regularly. Well, uh, after one of the losses, recent losses on the road, I asked the question. Does uh, does Sasha leave his contacts at home for the road games because he looks like such a different shooter? Either it's contacts or there's something with depth perception it seems because that game uh, and I'm trying to think of which one it was he was hitting everything was coming off the front of the rim. It was Ohio State. It was at Ohio, Ohio State. State. It was the rim like you know they have the rim mic'd up anyway. It was like boom, boom. You know just the violent collisions. Violent collisions. And then right after the game, it had to be 45 minutes or an hour after. So I'm picturing Sasha out of the shower, going, getting on the bus. To, he just grabbed You're his meal. What? I'm pick. Wait, I'm not picturing him getting up. Let's, let's, okay, he's on. He's getting on the bus. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, let's just go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, that was not my intention. Okay, so he's getting on the bus. So it's just after the game. Uh-huh. He's getting on uh-huh. the bus. Uh-huh. And he uh-huh. liked the tweet. And I laughed out that I laughed aloud at that because I said, that's pretty stand up of him just to like it. Because I think, number one, I think he's aware of the yeah. issue that's happening. It's just, but it's also just letting you know, hey. Yeah, hey. I, I'm here. I saw that. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But, um, I mean, and I, and I, w- I think. He almost pulled victory out of the jaws of defeat against Wisconsin. You know what I mean? And it so is. And that shot against uh, at Northwestern was that go ahead shot was the one that kind of, you know, kicked off that four and one run. Right. And that shot was in the wake of another bad Bad, road shooting game. Yep. Um, but hey, so so let, here, let me go over something because I, I I was doing this on the uh, the quick cast and and I did a, I even did a post I think a written post if I'm thinking correctly where I just talk about the composite ranking and the composite ranking right now I've got the RPI the net the Sagar and the Ken Palm ESPN Power Index and the Haslam metrics uh, rating right now Purdue is 14 and 13 as we all know they're seven nine conference um, and they're plummeting according to the computers but here I'm gonna let's play a little bit of a game okay. So I went from highest or worst ranking to best ranking, okay? Six rankings. Purdue's composite is 32.2 right now, okay? The RPI has been brutal to Purdue for mm-hmm. years, but mm-hmm. exceptionally brutal this year, okay? So guess, what is the RPI right now? I don't know, like 40, 50? 80. Good Lord. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, but it, it doesn't make any sense. No, because and that's, that's why like that conference. That's been... conference eating itself kind right. of rankings, right? I mean, like that's that's a large part of what influences that, right? Yeah. And the funny yeah. thing, the RPI used to be very, very important. Thank God it's not anymore. So, so the RPI is 80. The next one is a massive uh, uh, a rocket ship upward, the net 33. That's. To me, that sounds right. The composite that ranking is 30, right. That seems about right to me. Yeah. Sagarin is 30, an old ranking. Ken Palm, 25. This is where mm-hmm. it starts getting really interesting. The ESPN Computer Power Index produced 13th. And then Haslametrics, they're 12th. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know algorithms kind of pick and choose, and Purdue has been a darling of Ken Palm, and, uh, but 12th. I mean, and so, crazy, honestly, right? all of that, 
there are two factors. One is that Purdue's adjusted defense is yeah. by any accounts, you know, top 20 um, at anywhere from kind of low single digits to uh, meaning like, you know, eight, nine kind of range to, you know, 15, 16, 18 right. defense in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ones that have Purdue, that is by any um, you know, by any rankings. And I, I do know that one or two of the recent games, particularly Penn State, um, has kind of put a little pin hole in that, um, you know, in those kind of rankings. But the main difference is how all of the polls consider the Big Ten this year. Yeah. Um, I really do think that it's just the strength of schedule that is either boost, artificially boosting or, or, you know, deflating Purdue in, in the uh, was it the RPI's case, yeah. um, and so Pom Pomeroy probably gives the Big Ten a little too much credit. I think yeah. the fact that they're all clustering in the mid 30s or in the yeah. in the low to mid 30s or whatever high to mid 30s mm-hmm. um, is like probably right. That's probably what we're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like you know that that's a tournament team. But you got to win. It's not, you know, we're not playing efficiency ball here. You got to, no. you know, these are these are wins. Now, that being said, after Indiana, you knew that there were difficult games. Penn State this year in what might be one of the better, uh, one of the deeper years of the Big Ten. The top isn't as good, but it's one mm. of the deepest years of the Big Ten. Penn State might be the best team. You know, the they, talent- they, I can tell you in person, they look like the best team to me. And I, they, they look like a... I mean, they have three or four NBA bodies on that team. I mean, big that, guys who can shoot. Um, they're athletic. Watkins, I mean, Watkins was punishing Purdue in the second half oh, yeah, in that, yeah. um, you know, uh, in the second half. And who's there? Is there a better mustache in, in America right now? He's got an incredible face. Yeah. He, he's a Hall of Fame face. I think See, the I, best I, I've always thought he time. looks like he's in um, a late 80s R&B singer that was just lifted straight, straight out of like 1988. And drop right into the. I want him to embrace the leather, you know, the flowing leather yes. kind of jacket look. Yes. You know, yes. this is great with the turtleneck. You know what yes. I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, maybe a gold chain outside of the turtleneck, just a single gold chain, because keep it classy. Don't do a black turtleneck. You got to do that. Um, the the rustic gold, the rust gold kind of <laughs> color of a thing. Yeah, that's it. That's that's. Watkins has a great face. Yeah. Um. But the it's the same as Illinois, right? It's like Illinois has um, these these athletes. I mean, yeah. and they just come and you know embarrass. Those are the only two teams to come into Mackey and just embarrass Purdue, right? Yeah. Do you think? Um, see, Illinois kind of interesting. The way Cockburn Coburn has played obviously is um, is a big part of their strength. And he had a little dip for about what two weeks. Mm-hmm. They were in trouble. He's playing pretty well again. He's he's such a specimen. He's such a just. I mean, Co- dang, I mean Co- Coburn and Jalen Smith from um, from uh, Maryland. Yeah, um, they're both. I wish he would have been pro. I, I thought Smith was great last year. So yeah, I, and Smith is a sophomore, isn't he? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's like both of them are young dudes that yeah. you know. I mean, like especially next year or this year, the NBA draft's going to be weak. 
And this is the year when these kind of guys who are on the fringes can go a lot higher than they're expected to because they possess these tools. And this year, there's no sure things. So it's just, you know, dudes who can perform like that is, um, you know, are incredible. And now they're not just dudes that put up empty numbers on bad teams like Maryland and Illinois. Mm -hmm. These are the two teams that are competing to win the Big Ten. You know, same thing with with uh, Penn State. I don't think Watkins is in that. Watkins at some point had the talent for that, but I think um, the fact that he is a senior now and um, hasn't shown any growth really until now Mm -hmm. um, hurts him a lot, but he's got those similar tools. And now all of a sudden, you know, who would have thought Maryland, uh, Illinois, and Penn State would be battling for the Big Ten, you know, title? It is crazy. It is crazy. And and watching Michigan State struggle for – Two weeks was hilarious. Oh, it's a, sh- it's a shame. Uh, so it's a it's a shame. You hate to see it. Um, so what do you think right now? So if you're going to give your pick of those I think three, we should kick Michigan State out of the big. Is that what you're asking? No, no, no but oh, I like I'm I like sorry, where you're going. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's good. Who's who's your Big Ten champ? I uh, regular season, con- not tournament. I continue to never have any faith in maryland i will not have faith in maryland you will not make me have faith in maryland i don't believe in maryland um iowa is always surprising that they're there but i think penn state um actually like might do it you saw what Uh, iowa did tonight right i didn't know i actually ohio state's long uh uh, awaited return to top 25 is over Oh, Iowa dude. beat Ohio State. Yeah, I don't. Ohio State gets in twenty five, and then Iowa's going to knock them right back up. If anybody's having a more confusing season than Purdue, it's Ohio State. Right, right. And so, to me, I've got a theory about that one. Right, the um, the the kid who had the 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 struggles, you know, he left the team, and that helped the team. So, so here's what I think. This isn't like I'm indicting the kid for having problems. What I'm saying is, have you ever been around somebody? I have where. They're going through a hard time and your all your attention goes to trying just to make them better, trying to, you know, make them feel at peace, that sort of thing. If this guy was struggling as badly as it sounds like he was, maybe the team was just constantly saying, hey, you know, it's all right. You're going to be OK. You're going to get out of this, blah, 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 that sort of thing. And it wasn't happening for him. Sounds like he has every intention to return to Ohio State. But when he left the team, it seems like the team kind of started crawling out of that hole. They were so darn good in December, though. I mean, mm-hmm. and they were beating really, really good programs soundly. Um, they're very confusing, but uh, I think what they've and, done, both them and Michigan, has shored up their uh, shored up their tournament uh, situation. I think they're both going now. It looked like it, about a week ago they they were both on the bubble. So in my head. I actually thought that Maryland was only one game ahead of Penn State. They've got two games, um, and they've played the same amount. I think Maryland, um, they both have five games left to play. And so, yeah, that's going to be pretty tough. Um, Do they go head-to-head or no? They don't. Um, And so Maryland plays um, at Ohio State at Minnesota home versus Michigan state at Rutgers home versus Michigan. So there could be a couple there's, there's, stumbles there's some challenges in, in there. And uh, um, I, I would expect them to win. I wouldn't want yeah. Michigan state coming down. I, there, no, I mean like I, they're still talented. I mean yeah. like they're still talented. They're still tough. They, ugly, they make the game ugly. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Penn state's got Indiana at Indiana home versus Rutgers at Iowa. 
uh, home versus Michigan State at Northwestern. So again, they're both pretty tough. Yeah. And so it's going to be just numbers wise, it's tough to it's going to be tough to see Penn State gaining two games. Yeah. Um, so I guess Maryland has the inside track. Uh, then again, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Right. So so uh, yeah, there was a um, as Purdue was starting to hit its stride during that that streak that and we can call that three game streak a streak. Um, I, there were some really interesting comments coming out of um, out of Purdue from the team and from Painter, really talking about the effect on analytics and shot selection and what these guys were buying into and how why things were working. They were all convinced that it really wasn't that the team was better or worse shooting team at one time or another during a streak or during you know during a, a downtime. It really comes down to. When you're taking the shot in the shot clock, who's taking the shot, how open they are. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Wheeler can take can take threes, but he's just got to take them at the right time. And so I, I loved these comments. Like, it was from – I heard Boudreaux talking. I heard Wheeler talking. I heard Hunter talking. I heard Painter talking. Um, I heard Proctor talking. And, and I started to formulate this idea. I said, okay, now it makes sense that Painter teams in the last couple of years – are kind of blooming late and it takes a little time to gel because this basketball IQ that he's trying to instill in these guys that it's really it's it, there's some analytics that should be happening on the fly these guys should understand the situation that you shouldn't be taking a 3 in the first few seconds of the of the shot clock with nobody there because our odds of scoring are going down with that you know and I said, this is a really smart team and I will stick by that. Yeah. Based on those comments, so. very smart team, okay? Very likable bunch, yeah. but there isn't a mean one in the group. There is yeah. no anger. There's no. There's no urgency. I, I mean, mean, closest closest you got is no gel. Absolutely. But again, he's a defensive wizard, and he can't. And he, he takes doesn't. lapses too. Even like you can see, there are times where it just kind of like he lays back just for a second, right? He has been much more consistent the last eight games, right? Oh, yeah. Just, yep. man, he is attacking the glass. He's making things difficult on the opponent. He's taking smarter shots. I mean, that was it last game? I think it was last game where he was just – he was, he played a I hell think, of an offensive I game. I think the whole – I think the whole – oh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, during the three losses, he's actually been pretty impressive because he's not afraid to attack it, attack the rim – um, you know, he's actually pulling up for those elbow jumpers with yep. full confidence. Um, I think the Ohio State game, I, I'm not sure if he had a great one, but I maybe he... No, he played really well for about four minutes, and it was when Purdue started coming back in the first in the first half. Remember, they almost... It, the funny thing is they did it against Wisconsin, too, where they came back, That's and then they kind of had yep. that, that swoon, right? They did it again, right? And then this this game, they... they they got snowed at the beginning of the second half, and then they had to fight back, and they could actually fight back. Wisconsin is obviously a very good matchup for this Purdue team. They're, yeah, they're and that's, that, that was the one that I was – I mean, like, you, you were going into that week with two road games at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, and you knew you kind of – you to feel comfortable about – comfortable about the tournament you had to grab one of them yeah and i know you are never really confident with ohio state i am less intimidated by ohio state in their gym but i see you know i i totally understand the skepticism but wisconsin was like they that middle they you know that that middle section you know just after halftime just killed them yeah. and that was the hole that was dug too deep 
Um, I think in the last 10 minutes, Purdue outscored them by 10, but mm-hmm. it they still fell, you know, they're still playing that foul game. Right. And that, that, that formula, though, that has existed all, t- all season, when Purdue falls behind early, they get down by 12 to 15 points. They're just in such trouble at that point, right? Because they have to expend so much energy. And here's the other thing that I noticed. I've been trying to figure this out. Everybody's been trying to figure out this team that, that cares, right? We all put too much time into it. But it seems to me, here's what I, I – you get one or two guys in foul trouble or you get a guy gassed or you get a guy a little nicked up, you know, whatever. And then the drop-off to the twos is generally really, really rough, right? The the, the bench scoring, it's, it's tough. Wheeler has been a bit of a shot in the arm, but still he's not where – Really, Purdue needed him to be still, even still. He had one game, the was the IU game, where he was exemplary. You know, mm-hmm. great shot selection, very efficient. Um, but it's just been it's that's been the hardest thing is the the second option on offense has been tough. And I think one of the biggest problems that Purdue has had, especially in this, let's say last month, is Harms' inability to score when they need a bucket. And yeah. I I am still I am just convinced. That that hip injury is still yep. not right. Yep. Right. He's he spends a lot of time sitting on the bench now. Right. He's he's an energy guy. He's never been a guy that just sits on the bench. Yep. You look even when Purdue's making runs versus good teams versus IU at Assembly Hall, he was he came out of the game and he went and he sat and the whole bench was up before him and then he kind of boosted out. Um, I think that hip is a big deal for a guy that really needs everything he can to try to notch out space in the post and um. To get low, I mean that's the, yes. that's kind of the worst part when you're you know a seven three kind of beam yeah. pole where you need to get your center of gravity a lot lower. You need to physically get lower in a hip injury. I mean, and to keep falling on it is just oh, yeah. like. And he grimaced that last game. Yeah. He's I think he's done it two games in a row where he fell, got hit, something, and and you can tell he's just getting beaten up, and uh, that's kind of tough to watch. Um, so it is on. I mean, it is unfortunate. The thing is. Um, you know, the most consistent player this year has been Trevion. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been Purdue's kind of go-to offensive weapon. The offense has flowed through him. Um, you know, he does that biggie pass over the shoulder whenever the double team comes in the post. It's mm-hmm. been really great. And at home, the three-point shooters have, have generally done a little bit better on the road. It's been a little more difficult yeah. um, to see any sort of, you know, consistency. And that's the frustrating part is that when, you know, that early in the season, that two big lineup was working because Trevion was attacking the rim, either handing off to a, um, uh, you know, a, a driving harms or kicking it out to one of these shooters or he would put it up and harms would come back in with the op- like off the offensive glass. That would be. You know the way the offense ran, and now it's starting to drift away, and you can't really play the the way. To your point, the way that Harms's season is ending, you can't really play them both at the same time, and that's taking away one distinct advantage that Purdue has, especially when they try to make the game a little more ugly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, the the hard thing for me is when it seems to me like you'll, you'll see guys put together a game where they're like, they're, they're on like Travion has put quite, you know, quite a few games together where there hasn't been much of a reward for that great effort or that consistency. Mm-hmm. That might be the toughest thing. Right. And, and from a motivation standpoint for a bunch of young guys, you know, 
the the spotlight doesn't seem to pay off every time, right? The execution, doing exactly what the the coach wants you to, doesn't seem to to reap the rewards. That's a tough thing for a bunch of you know youngish guys, right? It's a, you know it's it's not an individual sport, right? It's not right. baseball where. Right. You know, you can be an outstanding one-on-one performer, but um, it's the whole, you know, everybody's got to perform well at the same time. And that's the kind of biggest lesson learned from this year. And the good part about it is that this team doesn't really lose any um, of its long-term pieces. Now, Jihad Proctor who is, and Evan Boudreau, who in that four wins and five-game stretch, those were the two that were, right. you know, I, I don't believe in a thing called senior leadership. I think that is very much overplayed. I think leadership comes from the leaders, no matter who, um, you know, no matter what their years, no matter what their ages, people gravitate to certain, um, you know, personalities on the team. So I don't think just because you're a senior, you have to be the leader mm-hmm. or you should be expected to be. But what seniors give is when things are on the ropes, they real they it's like a sense of your own mortality, right. right? They're like feeling their own sense of basketball mortality. Who knows if they'll play, um, you know, high level basketball like this again? And you know, mm-hmm. it's Big Ten basketball to us. It's extremely high level to these guys who the NBA has entered or like some professional league has entered their heads. Maybe it's a little bit of a disappointment that wow, you know, coming to that realization, like these are your last handful of ultra competitive basketball games like that kind of kicked them into gear but then that's kind of faded off over these last three games especially when you get penn state and ohio state these kind of big physical teams that again are taking boudreau out of it and nobody is stepping up kind of behind them so it's that senior urgency that was kind of missing that urgency isn't there anymore that during that five game stretch it was but these last three games, I don't know, maybe against Wisconsin a little bit at the end there, but yeah, it's, uh, I think the importance of the senior is it's almost like you, you talk about that, uh, urgency of looking at the end of your career about there. I'm going to put a comparison on, uh, kind of like a little kid's perspective versus an adult's perspective. When let's pretend for a second, if you got a cut on your hand and you, you cut yourself with a knife, cut it an apple or something, you're going to say, oh, damn, you know, you're going to put a towel over it, hold it on there. And you're like, okay, I've been through this. It's going to be all right. Check it again. Okay, this isn't that deep. You know, clean it up. You're going to be okay. When, when a little kid cuts himself, though, he feels like the world is coming to an end. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so when you're younger and you're playing basketball and you haven't had a lot of minutes and you feel that pressure, for instance, if you're on the road, you know, assembly hall type place or, you know, uh, coal center, wherever, and there's been a swing in momentum. You're like, oh crap! How are we gonna stop this? This it's so loud in here. I what am I gonna do? Right? They haven't been through it. They don't know. You know these the swings that um, that great senior class from a couple years ago that they didn't care about that stuff. Right? No. Okay, get loud. We don't care. We've done this. I before. mean, it makes you really appreciate what was it? 19 games. I mean, 19 games in or 18 or 19 games in a row. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It, and think about this: like it, it, it doesn't matter if it's it's 19, you know, 15, 12, 13, 10, 9. 
Can you put your head around this Purdue team winning five, six straight? I really can't. And I haven't been able to. I can't imagine. Honestly, I can't imagine too many teams. I know Maryland has done it, but I can't imagine too many teams in college basketball this year putting together that kind of a stretch. Penn State won, what, eight in a row before losing? Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. Maryland's on a stretch, aren't they? I mean, like, they're on a. I don't know. um, a, a Big Ten winning stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine currently. Well, you know what they're doing? They're pulling a Purdue on the league, right? February is yeah. the time where both Gene Cady and Matt Painter generally yep. own the league, right? They just get into this rhythm, and then they're just knocking them down, right? Same thing with yep. a Izzo-led Michigan State team. This is their time where they're just really, really getting, mm-hmm. you know. I actually their- don't mind it. I, I – I mean, it was kind of shaping up that way until this last stretch that, you know, the last two years, November and December, it's similar to, you know, Izzo, Michigan State teams, Purdue's kind of finding their new center of gravity. And then things hit in January and February and it starts going. But now, you know, Purdue is kind of outstretched, you know, or, you know, uh, spread a little bit too thin, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and so you get an infusion of youth next year. We all knew that next year was kind of the year um, to be building towards, but um, it is weird expectations, right? Because I think all of us would say, you know, if Purdue made the first, um, made the tournament, um, you know, solid middle of the Big Ten, made the tournament, maybe won a game. Like it's that's the kind of line for a successful season yes, this year, yeah. especially especially losing Carson after losing the seniors after losing Biggie, mm-hmm. right? This is going to be a kind of reset year, and Purdue still might do that, right? Purdue's got three of their four games are going to be at home. Yeah. If Purdue sweeps them, loses to Iowa, you've got uh, you've got what uh, seventeen wins. Seventeen, 17 wins. Right there. I think they're in with seventeen wins. I, Here's the problem with – I said it after uh, the Ohio State game. I just said this just isn't a very good team. They don't deserve the tournament. And I and I still mean that by the gauge of college basketball. This Purdue team is not an NCAA tournament type of team, but neither is anybody. There's like 16 to 20 teams that are really tournament teams. So let's call it a, a different year. Let's just only invite 16 yeah, to 20 and have a great, yeah, have a great couple of weeks. It'll be yeah. a fun, fun tournament. But the, um, yeah, it's a weird year. And um, with 17 wins, and I asked this question, I put a poll on Twitter and said, do you think Wisconsin game is Purdue's Alamo? Is this it? Is this the, I put a typo in there too, which is awesome. But I just, I was, I was trying to figure <laughs> Alimo, out. Alimo, do you think that <laughs> <laughs> I spelled Purdue wrong. I didn't no. put an E. I was actually typing at a stoplight. It turned green, and I posted the poll. Just hit didn't, the send. Didn't care. So I, I misspelled my name. My name today. I, I it that's was bad. awesome. It's not great. It's not great when you misspell <laughs> your name on a professional document. That's good. That's good. Was it? Uh, where was it? What was it like? You were signing something off, and it was like a yeah. It was like an official form type thing, and I was just yes. real quick. I was just yeah. I was yeah. I was just so immersed into the podcast that I was listening to That's that right. I was like, I don't need to. Who, who misspells their name? Uh, That's good. Well, I usually sign off my my emails, my business emails with with my initials, just 
three initials, and I've misspelled that, which is worse because that's fewer letters. And you would think the stupid artificial intelligence in my computer would have figured out by now that's what I'm doing, but nope. Mm -mm. But it knows that you want to say duck every time. (laughs) Every second time. (laughs) Thanks, computer. Um, Do we have any questions? Oh, we got lots of questions. Um, and there's there's some, some really questions. good ones in here. So um, l- let me ask you. I mean, this is a pretty easy one. I'll start off with a very easy one. Uh, let's see if I can find it now. Um, Do you prefer uh, Purdue going to the NCAA tournament and losing or going to the NIT and winning too? I don't know if I – Sorry, that's from Gene Ghostware. You couldn't – pay me enough to care about winning in the nit yeah you know what i mean exactly the same exactly the same like and we and we run a website where we write about purdue sports every game over the last i think we've done it you know i've done it over the last six seven years you guys have done it for 13 14 now and you couldn't pay me enough to care about whether purdue wins or loses in the i'm not gonna come on the show when penn state i think they either did they win the nit or were runner up i think they won it and their fans were going crazy and we just made fun of them for a month were you were you on Sport. sure maybe Shoot, it was so funny. Uh, we thought it was the greatest thing because we're like, you clowns. This does not matter. Literally, no one cares about the NIT. If we win the if we win the NIT, I would not want. Maybe put a banner smaller than everything. Uh, like, like the size uh, of a Kleenex. Yeah. I just, I, just I, I don't care about the NIT. And yeah. and I here's the only. This is almost like okay. The Northwestern game, that win, it's the same thing. That win only matters if Purdue makes the tournament because of that win. Mm-hmm. The NIT only matters if next year Purdue is really good and they learn some lessons in the yes. NIT. Otherwise, the NIT does not matter. And so so I think you and I gave a really – there's an unequivocal answer there. Right. This, yeah. this is a really yeah. – Make the tournament and lose – do you not remember how fun even first rounds of the tournament are? <laughs> Just being in there? Oh, there's nothing. Looking forward to it? It's just it, like and this coming from the fans of a team that went back to back losing in the first round in the most heartbreaking ways possible. Right. right. So, yeah, like, give me, so the me, first ask, round. me ask some back to back questions. I think you'll like the first one is right up your alley. I, I think I, I know you'll have an answer. Uh, Handel Jones, uh, one of our good pals, Not good, real pal. I, you know, we uh, I ate a meal with him in Louisville last year. He's great. So guy. he's a real person. He has he's a, a real person. He is not a bot like most of our followers. are. Yeah, nice. Um, he, he asks, uh, what's your favorite underdog seed, 8 through 16 in the tournament? He says, mine is the non-Dayton 11 seed. Yes, I love the 11. Um, even the play-in 11, actually, because oh, oddly enough to play, it's like getting a running start sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and it per- seems to have worked. I mean, look, there. I mean, you can go Purdue's back to Who's been on the opposite side of the running start. <laughs> I'd like to be on the right side of it this time. Wouldn't that be amazing? We, we, I mean, I, I the I think the statistical answer is the 12 or 13, because yeah. usually none of the high major teams get the 12 or 13. You know what I mean? It's usually yeah. an, a, a 
team that's seeded too low, but has won their, you know, won a lot, you know, yep. won 25, 28 games. Yep. Um, but they still, you know, it's the, you know, it's the Midwestern East Coast Athletic Conference or right. whatever. I love that conference. Yeah. It's you know incredible. what I mean? It's in Texas. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> like it's, you know, Old Dominion plays in it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they were picking Old Dominion over Purdue last year? Uh, was great. Oh, see that that seems to happen all the time to Purdue, right? The, the the media just falls in love. And I don't know if it's just because we're Purdue fans and we hear it or if it actually happens to other teams. Purdue always gets picked by the, 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 the team that everybody's like, oh, there's my upset. There's my 12 that's going to go through, right? So, okay, let me ask a follow-up um, question. I, my, but my least favorite yeah. seed in those numbers, the 8-9. Get me oh. out of the 8-9. We and were we've there. got bad juju on those anyway. Well, we were right? there with the Hammonds Stop. thing, and just 8-9 is the worst. So Handel asks a, a bit of a follow-up. I don't know if it's related, but it kind of is because this is what's going to happen because Purdue's going to get that 11. They're going to roll through, and they're going to go to the national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, which areas on campus would get the most celebration, damage, uh, traffic if they finally reach the Final Four or win a national title? I think um, when I was in school, mm-hmm. the wall of where else, which the where, where else used to be, which is yeah. in Chauncey Hill, Yep. Like the not in the corner, but like on, on the, the main strip. The, the main bit. strip. Yep. The wall of it. Maybe it was a subway as well. It shared yes. a wall with it. Yes. I think that wall was run into at least a dozen times. I have no idea what's wrong with that spot. It's just it, it, it just attracts. There's some hole in the universe that pulls things towards that spot. It's like right next to the den. Uh-huh. It's not the den. It's like right next to it. Yeah, so the den yeah. is protected. So I, I would think that – let's see. What's a place that – is there any iconic place that we might see on fire if Purdue were to go to the Final Four? Can you, you think of that? What's a John Purdue's statue made out of? It's it's a it's a heavy metal. I'm positive. Yeah. So like you could do a pretty you could stage a pretty cool picture where you like douse that thing in gasoline. Don't yes, this is I'm not no, please not don't saying, this dude, is bullet no, sports. This is, does not it, it doors. But this it, is all these are there's a lot of things. We're going to the final four first has to happen, right? And then this has to no, don't resort don't to violence. You remember <laughs> there was a video I can't believe summer. you came up with I know. Light, John, light an effigy of John Purdue. It's bad. This is not. This is not where bad. my head goes. Um, <laughs> Do you see that video over the? I think it was over the summer. Maybe it was last year, where they were. I think they were cleaning the bell in the bell tower, and the cord snapped, and the bell just <laughs> it fell. At Purdue? Yeah, it was incredible. I don't. I don't think oh. it was last year. It must have been the year before. It was How did it, I miss that? because it made such a thud. Yes. I mean, it's just that thing is heavy and nobody yeah. was there. Yeah. So that was good. That's fine. But yeah, like, that's real good. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but, oh, I got I've got one for you. OK, uh, Nathan uh, Beekline, I think is how I pronounce it. He says, I'm taking my son to his first game on Saturday. What do I need to know? And so I would say the first thing you need to know. I'm this. I'm ready. This is a clear out for Dowd. Okay. The first thing you need to know is where to eat before the game. Right? I mean, and to me, there's one option. Oh, there's one option. I don't even. I don't even know. We were talking about Subway a minute ago. I don't even know what Subway is right now. Now, as I think about game day, I say there's you only go to one AJ's. You better AJ's. damn well go to AJ's, right? You get a couple suds in you. 
Yeah, exactly. You, not too many. You're you're a dad, right? Because he's taking his son. But That's but right. go to go to AJ's, have a burger, have some of the delicious fried mac and cheese appetizer. I keep talking about these because I'm a healthy guy. That's the first thing I think is mm-hmm. the crunch is exquisite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the burger, a couple pints. There are TVs all around you because there's going to be other games on. You can't you can't lose there. Can't so lose. eat. And and if in case you're on campus and you haven't been there, just go eataj's.com. There's a menu on there. You can order. They'll bring it to your door. Uh, Anish used to do this. They've been delivering since 2007, baby. Right. They were way ahead of this. They were before Uber Eats. Eataj's was was killing it. Their infrastructure is on. They are like the Amazon of food delivery around Purdue's campus. (laughs) That's right. That's I think that's a good good comparison. I think the owners are. Um, like uh, Bezos, They're, they just have billions of dollars. Yes, yeah, that's why they can hand out this lucrative contract. And they're so. and they're jacked and full of PEDs. Exactly, <laughs> same thing, all yeah. the same. Um, let's see. Uh, by the way, you do look good tonight. We're, see, I, I'm looking Thanks. at a niche, and and you you're wearing a Martin Minutes T-shirt, aren't you? It's nice. It's soft. It's uh-huh. base layer. It's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we don't do this very often, but back-to-back commercials right in the middle. If you fast-forwarded, uh, no, don't don't go yet, cause cause we got to tell you, enter boiled at checkout, and you'll get. What do they get? Four hundred percent off. Four hundred percent. I don't think that's it. Oh, 20. 20. We're out of practice. It's twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. Boiled. But that's boiled at checkout. Twenty percent off. You're gonna get a great T-shirt. And both of our sponsors. These are Purdue alums, guys. This is that's not a bit. These are Purdue alums, and we have had other companies. This is not a joke either. Come at us, try to sponsor us, and we're like, we can't do it because we're these are our guys. These are you know our girls. Martin Vintage, it's a husband wife. Because you know these are Purdue people though. We really do want to do that. We we love supporting the Purdue family, and and these are these are good folks here. So, um, okay, let's get another question here. Um, uh, do you think about this? And this is from Frayed Ends eighty nine. I've done this a couple times where I've I've paraphrased people's commercials or uh, questions, so I probably have butchered a couple. But I think he's asking the the question here. Um, do you believe Coach Gary leaving for Mercer has made a huge difference on the difference on this team? No, there's this guy. There was this guard last year. He was really good. Okay. And I Klein? think yeah. Is yeah. really sneaky athletic. Yep. Yep. He uh, coach on the floor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, he had uh, just tremendous moxie. Moxie. Scra- moxie. Scrappy. No, Carson the word Edwards moxie is not used enough. No, yeah, I, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Good. It's okay. I'm bringing it back. No, yeah. Carson Edwards. We lost Carson Edwards. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. He was magical. Yeah. He, I, it was the best game of basketball I've ever seen played by my own eyes. And yeah. he's not on the team anymore. He yeah. plays for the Boston Celtics. So yeah. that's, I don't, Greg Gary, shout out. I'm sure he's great. Um, oh, yes. But yes. Mike Shrewsbury is a really smart guy. Yep. He's yep. been around. He knows how to do this. And I, he doesn't have Carson Edwards. Real simple. I, I completely agree. Uh, that boiler in France has a really good question, I think. Uh, which one has a better chance of happening? Uh, the current core comes back a year wiser and leads the team back into the top four of the conference, so upper third of the conference, or the freshmen and redshirt freshmen make a flash, um, make us 
make us have a flashback to the baby boilers? I like this question a lot. You got five new guys. Five new guys. Uh, I actually think it will be the former with a dash of the latter. So I think the the this year's team has been part of a winning. So this uh, iteration of the rebuild, reload, whatever you want to call it, is different than 2012, 2013, or 2013, 2014, because that team didn't really they weren't a real part of winning basketball right they were never really integral to the teams that went really far Mm -hmm. there are pieces on this team that purdue couldn't have gone to an elite eight without yeah Um, there are pieces on this team who saw the way the seniors um you know two years ago got their business done one and were a part of winning 19 straight games Mm -hmm. and so that, I think that's the biggest reason why they're the ones to pull Purdue out of this. But the, I am higher than most on next year's class. And so I think he, Ethan Morton's going to be that I, mean, I'm that excited dose about of Morton. Mean. Yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah. going to be that dose of mean that we're looking for. So I think I think the mean comes from another place, but I think Morton's uh, ability to see the court is going to be really, really huge. It'll change the pace of this team right away, which is a big deal. Like some of his... His highlights are guys streaking, uh, defenders being a little bit lazy, and him throwing a bounce pass like 50 feet, which I'm like, oh, I love yeah. that type of creativity. Mm-hmm. That, that's he's, not, he's not scared. He's not nope. – I mean like, yeah, he's uh, he's real. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a couple fun questions here. I'm going to ask uh, – let me go with the goofier one first if you're okay with that. I've this always... is from The Noodle. The Noodle is uh, a, a good virtual pal of ours. We, we interact all the time. And he says, your crazy Uncle Vinny passed away last week. He left everything to you. I think this is an easy question. I, I pre-read this one. He left everything to you. $1.7 million. Pretty nice. Not bad. But you only get the money if you wear candy-striped warm-up pants and eat the same food for lunch, for lunch and dinner. Oh, I didn't read that part. Every day for a year. Oh, dinner is the important one for you. Dinner's the yes. One At lunch, I was like, "This is easy," but the dinner, oh man, will you do it? And what will you eat? My price, the price to buy my soul the candy pants. Is Think way, about that for a second. Is way less than one point seven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, yes, I would absolutely do it. So, what are you eating? We we talking post tax here? We talking pre tax? Like. But what one point seven million dollars? million dollars. It doesn't matter if it's post or pre-tax. If it's pre, let's say it's pre-tax because it makes it a little harder question. Yeah, I mean, it's I, still that, that's a changer for me. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not like Jay. I don't have that money sitting around. As, um, yeah, I'd be taking those. You know, the you know that I'd be on those floor seats for Rangers games all the time. That's what my life would be. Right, right. Um, so I I thought about well, do, like, do I, I, I thought it was choose, just lunch. But you you get choose to the food. Choose the meal. You choose oh. the meal, but it's the same meal seven hundred thirty times. That's tough. I could, I, I could eat like, you know, a nice grilled chicken thigh. I could do that. Like, right. you know, with you some have a similar thought stuff. process. I think is me. I what I thought was a, uh, a turkey, turkey and cheese sandwich. 
See that you got to add a little bit of spice to it. Oh yeah, yeah. I would not... no. That's the whole thing. How much? How much do I get to do with a turkey? Exactly. Juice, right. I, I'm going to put some spinach on there some days, and maybe if I'm allowed. See, to. I, I see. I don't know what the rules are here. Right. I don't know if you had literally the exact same thing. However, 1.7 million dollars. Yeah, I'll do. I'll eat mac and cheese for yeah. a year, and it'll be fine. I'll, be, I'll have $1.7 million. Here's something that – it's just you and me, right? Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. This. No, they're, they're gone. I wish that uh, – I uh, I use colors or make really good, like, crew neck sweatshirts. Uh-huh. It, it's – You're feeling you love a crew neck. You've admitted oh that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That I would wear a – oh, my God. A crimson with a script Purdue on it. Like, oh, beautiful crew neck. So the kids. I used to do that, by the way. At one point, when back when Tiller was coaching Purdue, I had every team in the Big Ten's color Purdue T-shirt. Do you know they sell those at the bookstore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to enough road games that I would wear that to the road game just to like to okie doke people. Hey, oh no, I'm the enemy, bro. Yeah, there you go. I loved it, Uh, but I uh, I don't have them anymore because I'm fat. Listen, it's those it's those <sighs> turkey sandwiches. Yeah, they were mediums. That's right. Those t-shirts were mediums. I'm out of the medium. Um, I think it's because they're cutting things a little more aggressively. That's than they it. Used that's to. it. I think no, that's no, no, it. It's the cut. It's the cut. You're right. <laughs> so the, uh, the 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 last question, and this is a bit of a segue into the future. I mean, we're going to have another. After Purdue rips off two in a row here, we're going to have another podcast next week. It's going to be very optimistic. It, it'll be fantastic. But before then, okay, so um, optimistic football question. Uh, this is from uh, Trip Truman. Matt, he's a, a regular regular asker. Uh, he says, uh, in the pessimist basketball times we're in, what 2020 freshman uh, – I'm going to – you know, I'm going to change it. Yeah, what 2020 football freshman um, makes the biggest impact this fall? One of the receivers has always been my has always been my answer. I think Yassine could be a could be a big one. Well, I, they, they they say he's blazingly just fast. fast, just blazingly. so. And you and, need some kind of dynamic on the special teams. Who knows if he's going to be thrown in there? So, that, so there you go. So there's my right. answer. Yeah, uh, mine's Marcellus Moore. Okay, there you go. Similar thought process. At Purdue, as a yeah. as a Purdue student, he's already. Um, come close to setting a record in the indoor 60-yard dash. I don't know if you saw that. Really? No, yes. I didn't. Yeah, third fastest in school history already. He's Seems that okay. Fast. He is, is, is. Well, this is Marcellus. This is Marcellus Moore. Yeah. He's, he is blazingly fast. He is world-class yes. speed, and I've said this for since I heard about him. His football career will end early at Purdue because he will go pro in Olympic running. Yeah, I really so, believe that. He's yeah, he's crazy. he's so fast. Um and uh and faster that indoor motion. speed is faster a different motion. type of speed. That's like that phone booth speed, you know. This is Rondell Moore but even with more top end. This he's, this is he's this faster is than Mostert? Yes, I believe so. Wow. I believe so. That's yeah. not bad. And he's only 18 right now. Yeah. So oh. he's going to get faster. He's he's going to get faster. Um, and he runs – the, the cool thing, the guy runs a wide uh, array of events. I think he – you know, he's down in that 60, but he gets up to the 200 too. Um, he's, he's been a – I think a two-time state champ in the four-by-one. I think he's at eight-time state champ in, out of Illinois, seven or eight times. Yeah. So I, I love that guy. I hope he can hold on to a football if he can't. 
find him, stick him, or whatever you got to do, and then just place it. Just place it and let him do some things. Yeah, it's just kind of... It'll be fun. Um, have you been watching any XFL football? No, I've, I've been bits and pieces. I can't do the whole games, and it's NBA season. Now, this is when this is that. when this, this is, is when basketball comes in. Yeah, just basketball is on my mind the whole time. See, the thing I, I can't watch an entire NBA game, so I'm the opposite. I have watched two XFL games in their entirety. Did you Did you watch the All Star game? I watched part of it. I watched the end. Did you? I, so you see, what do you think about the Elam ending? I thought I thought it was entertaining. Uh, I thought it was a little weird. The last what uh, what three minutes in game times they were they were stuck, right? I mean that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting. And the, the like, funny it, thing is, like I didn't really understand the full rules. And Justin and I we sidebarred about this. We said, imagine coming into this and not having anything explained. How weird yeah. it would be. And yeah. they were talking about the scenarios. I said, oh, they can't foul now because you go to the line and you're going to lose, right? Because yeah. they talked about with Davis had to yep. hit one free throw. One of yep. And so uh, basically, basically it was, you know, at the start of the fourth quarter, it's just the leading team plus 24. That's the line. Mm -hmm. So that ended up being like 157. So it was whoever scored 157 first wins. And the theory behind it is that it takes away all of the nonsense fouling. And it also adds a certain tension to especially an all-star game that doesn't have that kind of tension. It was incredible. And the talk. Well, that was the best part of the game. The talk is that that kind of that ending is going to be, you know, is going to take over the D league pretty soon. It's going to be a permanent stay in the all-star game. And like, potentially a mid-season tournament and maybe or and or a playoff like play-in tournament yeah. is got that so it's like so they'll I play that, that christmas tournament they're talking about they'll play it with that format yeah i think so kind wow. of the stern cup or whatever they're going to call it after david stern like i think it's i think they're going to do that which makes me think like how long until the big 10 is playing with the elam ending rules you know like how long yeah, until college I think, see, I think i think it was entertaining but I already think – I would already love – I mean, I'm sure you disagree with this, but I just love the fact there are guys that are college basketball players. That that's it. They're not made for the pro game, and they're just good college basketball players. But it seems like NCAA basketball, its goal is always to get closer and closer to the NBA rules. And as a result, I think you get guys that – you're trying to make guys that look like they're NBA players to tr- see if they work there, right? I mean, yeah. that, isn't that the theory why they do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, how about this? Here, I, I had an idea. I wanted to run this by you since you're an NBA guy. What if you say this? Okay, and I, I, by the way, I think this is complete garbage that these guys have to wait 15 minutes to go play professional. Let them, let them go make their living. But if they can't turn that over in courts, how about this idea? Because I am all for the D League or G League, whatever it's called, getting better, getting bigger, getting more entertaining. Um that that rule might be a reason to watch it, right, and get a hook in you. But the one thing is, what if you made it a two-year, not one-year, um, minimum that you can't go and play in the league? You can sign the contract, but you have to go play. Maybe you play a year at, for Duke or Kansas, and then you go play a year in the in the G League or D League. But you still you're already signed after that, right? Or if you come straight out of high school, you're signed right away to some unusual G League contract that has you know front end bonus, so you you know you got guaranteed money on it. I don't sure. know they can work that at. But instead of having um, the the dumb one year 
college role. Let these encourage these guys to go play yeah. in the G League. I, I, I think totally it makes for it. I'm I am totally for it because I also think it it does. I mean, like we're college basketball fans as well, and we're not going to stop watching college basketball. <laughs> and to us, college basketball is not going to get um, less interesting. Like there's plenty interesting happening in college basketball this year, and March could be absolutely nutty this year. Like in terms of the if you're just looking at the seedings, mm-hmm. and so for for college basketball fans, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. My my problem is when like NBA fans or college basketball fans look at look at the other sport uh-huh. and like are pointing out things that you know, make what either one better, better than the other, together. one worse than the other. It doesn't matter. Like, like your thing and it's fine. Like mm-hmm. to me, it like, it doesn't hurt me when NBA fans who I follow or whatever, mm-hmm. um, who I talk to say that college basketball isn't interesting. It's not skilled. It's not mm-hmm. this, not that to me. It's like you, you follow it for the storylines, for the emotion, for right. these wild swings, these huge upsets for March, like the, the you know, the narrative behind it. Yeah. But then you see these excellent players like kind of blossom out of right. nowhere. I mean, like yeah. John Brandt, like last year out of nowhere yeah. is incredible. So it's like, I don't see like I I am fine with leaving the door open as much as possible to go and you know make money doing something you are excellent doing something that these players are excellent at while still like having the thing that we like which is so it's like I'm for it I agree I I think that's that was a good take it was a solid take and um yeah I I I would love for there to be, I think it's completely okay for there to be separation, but it seems to me that many people that create rules want to edge college basketball closer and closer to pro. And I just, I'm never a fan of that. Um, I would love for them to move the three pointer back next year, but that's not going to happen because I just think they did this year again. So it'll stay. I meant, I meant, I meant move it forward. Yeah. Oh, okay. Move it forward. Move Move it back to where it was. Return it to where it was. Got it. Got it. Yeah. My fault. Um, because I think, I mean, the, I think they said it's uh, the percentage is down like 1.9% and people are shooting more threes than they did the previous year. And You, you know, know, I mean, you know, what's funny is that you you actually start to bring, you know, the further out you move the three-point line, the more you're actually bringing the ball closer to the rim. Because now those guys like Trevion Williams that can really space inside – Get, you know, give you room to work. That was the theory, and they said that has not worked out this year the way they because thought. there's no players, there's no roster, there's no. I right. mean, the elite players just aren't there. So it's like one year you can't really do it. The problem with bringing it back is just like if you remember the NBA in the mid '90s, mm-hmm. like when they brought the three-point line in, like two and a half feet mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Reggie Miller and Ray Allen and all of them, I don't know if Ray Allen was in there, but like they were all hitting these yeah. ridiculous records is like, because they kind of messed with it just right. for one year and went back. So yeah. it's like, I don't mind that they're moving it a little further back. It should move the three point line inside the, it's lower than the top of the key. So it's actually going through yeah. the circle. <laughs> there we go. And then guys like me could actually hit a three. Remove corners, man. Remove the corner three. That's that's what I say. Or put a three-second violation in the corner. You can't just park in the corner. That's, well, that's my rule. Well, that's thing. If you notice that, that's one really interesting byproduct of moving the, the line back. Guys wait there, and they take that first fake backwards, and they yep. step out of bounds it's... over and over and over. It looks so dumb, right? It's... They'll get used to it. 
Yeah, but that's uh, that's a funny thing about Northwestern. You watch that team play over and over. Colin seems to think that uh, Bowie Bowie is Michael Jordan, so they do isolation. And they put guys in that corner, and they just stand there. And then he's out there dribbling. They, they've done it over and over. I keep watching them do it. I'm like, what is he thinking? Does he think this guy is something that he's not? Or did he make a deal with him? I can't figure it out. It's, yeah, it's, it's Collins might not be the brightest. It seems it seems like he's not running the, pre running prevent all, offense against Purdue yeah. for five minutes or six minutes not, and blowing not, that game. So uh, before the end of this, we got four games left: um, Michigan, Indiana at Iowa and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, three home games. Purdue's currently at fourteen and thirteen. What's the final record? Uh, I don't think they get to that seventeenth win 17, before. Before the regular season, so um, let's see. That would put sixteen and what would that be? What's my math? Sixteen and it's sixteen and fifteen. So sixteen fifteen, and then I think they'd lose the first game in the (laughs) Big Ten tournament. I mean, if they did that type, I think their momentum would be so against them that they would lose that first game. Then, so that would make them five hundred. Then they go to the NIT and host a game and. I think it's one more. I think Purdue gets one more. I think the bubble is so weak that they still sneak in there. And honestly, I do think that first weekend of the Big Ten tournament will matter because mm-hmm. of the amount of Big Ten teams that are going to be in the field this year. So, um, I think that I 17 know. number, I just think it's magic. I think 17 really matters for this Purdue team mm-hmm. because, I'll just keep saying this, the quality wins really outweigh the bad losses. So if they're one of the teams that are like, ah, maybe these guys are these guys, there are very few of those teams that have a better resume than Purdue. Yep, I agree. The good wins. I yep. mean, the good wins are good all wins there. Matter. So, so, uh, we'll be back in another three months, I suppose. That's right. That's right. Uh, mark your calendars, and uh, it's been fun. Uh, once again, uh, thanks for tuning in, and um, uh, thanks to Jay and Michael for being unavailable. Uh, thank you, Anish, for uh, for another splendid day. Uh, I will I will not watch this on or listen to this on one and a half speed. I listen to this uh, slower actually to really yeah exactly. I listen on quarter speed, <laughs> so, so it'll be fine. Yeah, you've been listening to the Boiled Sports Basketball Beat slash Handsome Hour. BS all the time. I love you, love guys, you guys. Good night. Good night.